Nerd News Now. Hello, welcome to Nerd News Now for the week of September 27th, 2021. I'm with Brainy and Miss Jen. Brainy, how are you doing this week? Uh, well, the week just started and, you know, it, it's been an interesting day. It's been a very interesting day. Uh, it started off with some sad reminders and it, my wife just gave me a little bit of sad information as well. But it, beyond that, it was an interesting day. Well, uh, I hope everything is uh, good and hopefully you get some happy reminders in there to balance all that out. Yeah, well, you know, that's all we can do, right? Uh, right. Just the best. Describe interesting. Is it, oh God, oh God, we're all going to die? Um, no, it's more of, um, one, I didn't realize I had like three or four different Zoom meetings scheduled for the day, which oh included, uh, you know, a whole uh, three, four hours of the Diamond Retailer Summit Zoom meetings as well. Um, and then I had, a, in fact, I had to skip out on one of them. Uh, it was for the music um uh, program I'm involved with, and um, and of course, you know, this morning my boss walks in and he gives me his iPhone, and he's like, "Okay," he shows me. I'm like, "Oh man, he dropped this," <laughs> so I had to get him a new phone. And you know, it's whenever there's a new whenever there's a new phone out, it's always hard to get it in the same day or the next day. So I'm talking to my sales rep. It's like, "Hey, can I have this tomorrow?" She goes. Yeah, you know, it's more of a hesitant, yeah, and then she goes, yeah, let me put it in, we'll put in the order. She puts in the order, the order estimates it's going to arrive next week. Oh. So I'm still hoping it'll arrive tomorrow. Um, you know, if not, then I got to tell him, hey, it's it's being delayed, I guess. So, yeah. There's a shortage of everything, Brainy, everything. <laughs> and like I mentioned, we had the Diamond Retailer Summit today, today was day two of that, so. Um, you know, a lot of uh, publishers gave out some cool information. I don't know if you guys want to delve into that or not. We can do that later as well. <laughs> I, I think it looks like Miss Jen would like to delve into that. So, at some point, okay. Well, we we can get to the comics part first, I guess, and then so save some of that. Uh, Miss Jen, how about you? What you been up to the last week? Um. I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row here so that when I go to New York Comic Con, I won't be stressed out. I've got really great staff, so I don't, I'm not that worried about that stuff. It's just mostly like business ducks in rows. So, yeah. She's trying to while I'm there. <laughs> she's trying to figure out uh, whether she's going to fly me American Airlines or uh, Delta, you know. Oh. For, she's first or coach? Don't, you don't, She's trying to decide between first and coach for you. Oh, it's always going to be first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spoiled. <laughs> I'll I'll take less trips and fly first as a well or business or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, but, you know, Miss Jen's going to be paying for my flight, so I want to fly first. <laughs> and and uh, Miss Jen, uh, what capacity are you going? And are you going a uh, business fan, both, all? All of them. We're going to go. We're arriving on Thursday. Thursday's my day to hang out with my husband and go and see the sites and do the things. Um, probably museum, probably art museum. Probably go to the Met because I love art. But um, and then Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to try to meet up with as many people as I can because, you know, we're we're short getting to go to San Diego Comic-Con, which is a bunch of meetings and connections and all that kind of stuff. We didn't get Comics Pro except for virtual this year, despite there actually being a Diamond Retailer Summit. It's not the same as getting to see publishers in person. It's my one opportunity this year to buy variants and bring them back and have something special for my local customer base. Um, I've got to go in do interviews for the experience for anywhere else I want to use them. I'm sure I'm going to bring a camera for uh, Woodlands Online and record a bunch of stuff. It's like a million hats I'm going to wear, right? That's the that's the logistics nightmare that I have to do. Like, when am I buying the things I'm buying and when am I shipping them out? What am I bringing back with me? And when am I going to fit in interviews and Everyone else is really busy too, so 
it's uh, trying to fit all of those things in. And I want to like hang out and eat really good food with everybody because that's why go to New York if you can't do that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then there's still, you know, probably safety protocols and everything to take into account and just, you know, how to get around and all that stuff. I went back in uh, 2019. It was a blast, but overwhelming. But but I'm also not the type of person who could ever go to a convention and not be stressed out. I just like I always try to go. I'm just going to walk around and and have fun. It never works out. Not that I don't have fun, but I'm always like just trying to get to the next thing, the next thing, collect this, collect that. So, I mean, I'm going to, yeah. New York is a different animal. I mean, I've been going to San Diego Comic Con for, you know, multiple decades now. Mm -hmm. And it's crowded. But there's something different about New York because even leaving and going outside into the city is crowded. So uh, it's it's a little bit overwhelming for me. I'm, I definitely find myself trying to go find quiet corners so it's not just you mark it's totally for people yeah. who are not not used to new york's like overwhelming all, all on all the time it's totally hard well and when i went i foolishly scheduled a broadway play a new york rangers game and a yankees playoff game <laughs> plus, plus the convention in three and a half days luckily i was by myself but because uh, i was just running around ragged like but it was and then, of course, in two days, I'm like, I've mastered the New York City subway system. And then I almost missed my flight because I because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to I have to be back here by noon. It's easy because I've mastered the New York City subway system. Whoops. My big blunder was I had planned to, like, wrap up and get all my stuff shipped out at the FedEx that's inside the Javits. Yeah. All that ready. I had it all done, ready to go. But I mistimed it by just a tiny bit. So I was trying to leave the convention center as the convention was letting out. So what you don't realize is that the moment that happens, every Uber within whatever amount of blocks is all taken, plus they all become the most expensive versions of themselves. So it cost me... $125 $125 to get a ride to the airport because I waited a half an hour too much. Surge pricing. That surge pricing will really get... And and also, I mean, I know we keep saying New York Comic Con, but, like, it's in New York City. Like, this is a city. So you're also subject to, you know, weather and not having any place to hide from rain and, of course, construction, wrecks like accidents just like traffic flow um you're at the mercy of people directing traffic you're at the mercy of people working and trying to go to their lunch break at various times of the day i mean it's yeah if there there is no off time but if you don't try to exit like at least an hour before the convention is ending you will you will feel the wrath of everyone else being forced out <laughs> into the streets as well and it just gets it's it's crazy but like i said like i i weigh i overdid it like i was getting to the point where it's like i would have to walk like 20 minutes back to my hotel go up to my room throw in a different shirt and then catch the subway out to the bronx you know and then walk 20 minutes to the yankees game and some Yankees fan burnt my jacket with a cigarette, and you know I got the full New York experience. It was cool, but like, um, <laughs> and, and then and then of course I go from like, I go from just like soaking in sweat in the convention hall to like you know a few hours later I'm in the Bronx at the top of Yankee Stadium and I'm just like almost freezing to death because it's just like, it's like thirty degrees and they're selling hot chocolate. I'm like, and I and I knew. I knew in my brain it was October, but when you have a Texas brain, it just doesn't always translate when you're traveling. And that's the hard part because from a collector's standpoint, you know, the majority of my uh, of my packing was trying to get all these comics and protective sleeves and, you know, bags and boards and boxes and in and then like, OK, clothes were secondary, but. You know, being a man of fashion, I had to bring a separate bag for shoes. And, you know, of course, I'm wearing a leather jacket to meet Christopher Eccleston and all this stuff. So it's like I just get overwhelmed. But uh, New York is just a very overwhelming place. I mean, you walk outside your hotel and it's almost like a cartoon where you're just like being swept up into a river of people. Oh, my gosh. If you don't know which way you're turning, 
when you walk out of your hotel, you are done. You're going to get into a fight or just be carried yeah. away or whatever. <laughs> like it's, it, it's, it's wild, but uh, try to eat some pizza. That's, that's my best advice. They actually have decent pizza at the Javits. Do they? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, if you go into like the various parts of the city, it's just, you can find the best of whatever food you're looking for. So, but yeah, I hope uh, have fun and be safe. That sounds awesome. And uh, you know, try not to get overwhelmed like me. But and 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 then hopefully, I don't know what it's like. Like it, it was so hard buying stuff in 2019. So it might it might still be. I I just think there's such a there's such a fever pitch right now. Uh, we talk about you know Kyle and Brady's best friend Key Collector Comics app and stuff like with apps like that and and just the, we talk about like this feverish pitch of like collecting and I got to get it and flip it and all this and you, so you have like all these people who didn't care about comics three years ago and now they're just like trying to get in there to line up to the exhibitor booths and buy all this stuff and it's just it's so hard to buy anything. <laughs> what's going to be weird this year this what the first con that i've seen this happen i've actually started hearing buzz that despite their best planning that oh, some no. exclusives aren't going to be there because they are not printing in time because printers are behind you know what you know how that could be advantageous like if it, it it may they probably won't make it advantageous but you know how that could be advantageous to the buyer if you were able to go up and go, hey, I want this. Okay, we'll ship it next week. That would solve your problems. Then you wouldn't <laughs> have to worry about lugging all this stuff. I mean, honestly, and I know that the technology is out there to do this. Honestly, what would be fantastic is if um, there was some sort of way on the app to allow you to purchase stuff only if you were actually in the vicinity of the Javits Center. That would be fantastic. And and it, it might be something as simple as just a code, like a six-digit code they text you. Like, yeah. you, you scan your badge, you get that code, and then, hey, whenever you're going to go to this booth, you purchase it, online purchase. I don't have to wait in line. Because I just remember the Funko Pop exclusive line. Ugh. I mean, that's how people were spending their day, right? I mean, that you have to spend your day, like, four hours. That's your day. Yep. And and I just, you know, especially during like a pandemic, I'm not waiting around in line <laughs> for that. I mean, but and, and it's just like. I understand it's part of the deal and it's how retailers make their money and it's how boosts that that sponsor those retailers make their money. But like you can make you, you can take my money digitally. People do it every day. I mean, whether it's, you know, like now now Miss Jen's turned me on the comic book shopping network. So it's like. <laughs> I just buy comics digitally, right? I mean, I'm I'm like now I know how to do it. I'm used to it, like and that, and it's just like buy, 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 and you gotta, you know, go ahead. Just want to clarify, he means buying comics in a digital uh, medium, not digital comics. Right. Yeah, you said uh, buying digital comics. <laughs> okay, well, buying buying buying, buying yeah. the comics you guys like. I'm I'm spending money. I'm spending real dollars either way. But yes. Physical comics right. through physical <laughs> comics through a digital marketplace. How about that? <laughs> um, and, and you know the proximity purchasing is it's it's already available. Disneyland doesn't. Yeah, yeah, Disney does it right. Rides. You have to be. Within, yep. So yeah, the, the technology is there. They just have to implement it, and it's just not that difficult to implement. So it's a great idea. You should pitch it to Reed. <laughs> well, I mean, the only thing they would have to worry about is like basically scalpers on the Javits, you know, right outside on the wall on the Javits Center. But they they could figure it out. You, yeah, you can limit the purchase to one per uh, account, or yeah. you know, two per account, whatever. You know, put a limit on there so they can't uh, just uh, scalp it all. Um, of course, you know, I know people that have bots that can probably have ten computers parked right outside. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I remember back in the day, the San Diego, I, I had. Um, you know, when I was helping with the exhibiting over there, I would have, you know, five or six of the exhibitors go on their break and line up for the Mattel and, you know, pick up the figures for me. So it, it's no different, um, you know, than having just, you know, 10 people with 10 computers sitting at the corner just buying them all. So, yeah, it's, you know, if, if there's a way, so everybody's going to figure out a way to manipulate it. So you can't, nothing's, nothing's uh, solid protected, so. Yeah, it's, but it would make 
shipping stuff back easier if they just shipped it to you directly. That would, I mean, that would solve <laughs> a lot of the problems. Um, and Miss Jen, when you go to a convention, um, I know you're partly there in a working capacity, but do you try to do an itinerary or do you just go? <laughs> like, do you have a list of what to get done or do you have a list of when and where? Like, are you trying to be very strict? Depends, because um, I don't know what this year is going to look like. The last mm -hmm. time I went, which I guess was 2018, um, I had a lot of meetings already preset. I was on some panels. I was going to the Harvey Awards. So I really did have most of the time booked out. And then I wander around the rest of the time. But uh, this, at least so far, it looks like I don't have anything like specifically booked. So that's a little bit easier. But yeah, I don't, I try not to, I just have learned from being at uh, San Diego for so many years where I cannot wait in line long enough to make it to those big panels that they have, that I've just learned that I'm not going to probably go to any panels unless I'm on them. Yeah. So I can't schedule that kind of stuff. But then, like you said, doing interviews for the EXP and all that, you got to, you have to be on some or at least on someone else's schedule so but hopefully there's a time just to walk around even and, and hopefully it's not too crowded but i don't know it was so crowded in, 20, in 2019 it's just new york's a sea of humanity which is great uh unless it's a pandemic then it's not so great but yeah it'll so well that'll be fun we'll we'll expect a uh a full report maybe with some video and stuff we'll see um but uh yeah that that'll be a blast so are you are you there around the con you said you're going there for what four days mm -hmm. okay so you have a new york day and then the rest is dedicated to the con yeah but no any broadway shows are you trying to sneak in a broadway show or is that just going to be too much well i i mentioned that i would because i've never seen um hamilton i only uh. have on track and it, even that's been out of order because i just have it on my you know like you know play play mixed up whatever's on my phone right but uh so i'm not 100 sure how, when what order anything happens in hamilton but uh we went and looked at what the prices for tickets were and i was like i'm not down for paying 1200 dollars for a ticket to go see hamilton yeah so it it's it it's just fun to check out shows you haven't heard of and see who's in them. Cause, uh, in 2019 and he was, and I, both of them were probably guests to the comic con too, but, uh, I saw a play with Charlie Cox and Tom Hiddleston and was even able to get a playbill signed by him. So talk wow. about nerd, nerd Palooza. Yeah. Right. But that was, uh, it was fun. It, it's a lot. Of, I mean, cons are fun. It's just, I, you know, stress and and humanity you know but yeah you just gotta jump in there and go for it i guess so uh as far as nerd news uh box office nothing's really changed shang chi is number one for the fourth week in a row it adds another like 14 or 15 million it's up to 196 million domestically so it will eventually inch over that 200 million mark uh and uh so they were correct I guess, and holding it off of Disney Plus because it worked box office-wise, even though if you add up the Black Widow box office plus the Premier Access, I think Black Widow is more, but you know, I don't know where that money goes, and of course that was a controversy. But And then uh, second place, speaking of musicals, um, people are super mad because they realize that movies aren't musicals and musicals aren't movies, but Dear Evan Hansen, is second with about seven million. Everyone says it's a huge disaster. I don't know. I haven't seen the musical and I haven't seen the movie, but everyone's mad because movies aren't musicals. I mean, it seems like every time a musical comes out that was already established on Broadway, like Cats, which Cats was different because you had, you know, weird animation of Cats. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen doesn't have that, but it's still getting flack for like, it's not as good as the musical. It's like, well, okay. I mean, I don't know, like, the. here's an idea. Film film it on Broadway. Done. I mean, and they've done that with, like, Fathom Events and stuff, right? But, like, they keep trying to make these into movies, and uh, it's just not the same, and the people complain. 
And then I think it's pretty amazing that Free Guy has stayed in the top three this whole time. And obviously that has not been uh, able to be streamed at home on any digital service or medium yet. So that might be a testament to uh, putting movies only in theaters, too, because people are obviously going to that. Uh, and as far as competition for Shang-Chi, can it make it to number week number five in a row as number one? Uh, probably, because Many Saints of Newark and Adam's Family both release wide this week. However, they're both going to be available to stream either for rent or free on HBO Max in the case of The Sopranos prequel, Many Saints of Newark. Um, so I think Shang-Chi is probably going to win the box office uh, for a fifth time, which would be pretty fantastic. Uh, have either of you made it out to a movie recently? I actually asked my family if they wanted to go to the movies this week, but since there didn't seem to be anything that was new that would be something we were interested in, and I couldn't convince them to go see Shang-Chi again with me or... Well, I would have gone for either of those, honestly. I would have gone back to watch either of those movies, but no one would go with me. I didn't want to go by myself. And I haven't been to a theater since, like, February 2020, so. Brainy, same, but you haven't been to a movie in a while, right? Yep. Not since the pandemic hit. Um, yeah. But I will, uh, I'll be all over that Many Saints of Newark on HBO Max. I cannot wait. Um, have you? Did you? Were did were either of you familiar with The Sopranos? I could not get past season one. I, I oh, just couldn't wow. do it. Okay. And it might have been because I, I watched it. I watched it maybe way too late, and it was. Uh, I don't know. I, I I just couldn't get past it. Maybe the hype was just too big for me, and I. I was just expecting way too much for it. Maybe. I mean, and then if anyone kind of like not spoiled the ending, but if the ending had already happened by the time you got started and you heard like everyone was disappointed in it, that could be a thing too. Like, I don't well, know if I, I mean, could... go ahead. The, the ending was, you know, it was everywhere when it, when it happened. So that there wasn't, there was no way to keep that a secret. Yeah. Uh, but you know, everything prior to that, just, I never got around to watching it. And I, yeah, I, I don't know if I could recommend anyone watch Game of Thrones, like from the beginning, if they haven't seen it already, because the last season was so disappointing. So See, it's kind of hard to separate for me. I disagree with the last season. I mean, it, it wasn't great. It was, it didn't measure up to the rest of them. And you can tell they rushed season eight, but. It was still there, you know. It told a story that could have been much better, but it wasn't horrible. At least for me, it was. It was again, it wasn't. A, it wasn't par to season six or seven. Uh, I think those two were probably the best. And of course, the first season, you know, that thing <laughs> when they, you know, without spoiling anything. Um, I think one, six, and seven were probably the best seasons uh, of the entire series, but. Eight being disappointing. I still think it's worth watching. I still think it's worth watching the eight seasons. Or maybe maybe, just maybe I'll just season. read. Maybe I'll just read the book and see how it was supposed to turn out. Uh, you mean when it's written? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was being facetious. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> I I just no. I think I mentioned this last week, but I am fascinated by the fact. We have not heard about the book since the show ended. Like, you know, because the whole run-up, the run-up, he's like, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. And then it's just like, we're just going to cut out the illusion. I'm not, we're not, we're just going to cut out the illusion. I'm not working on it. <laughs> like, we haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> you know, and there, and it might just be that he may have lost a passion for it. It could. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, it happens a lot to writers. It, it's just, you know. Uh, something changes in life, things happen, and you just lose a passion for what you're doing. Well, something changed in his life, all right. I mean, he went from, like, you know, popular sci-fi or, you know, fantasy writer to household name. That's what yeah. changed. I mean, it, it just went to the moon. You can't you yeah. can't go back to the moon. <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, you know, it, his, 
his financial status has changed as well. And, you know, he might be at a point where he's so comfortable. Like, I don't need to work anymore and I don't want to work anymore. And even though he may love writing, it is still work to him. You know? Oh, yeah. That might just be his attitude. Or he may secretly be working on it and pop out like five different books next year. You never know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, we will see. Uh, Miss Jen, I took the silence as a no for Sopranos. I never did. I mean, I, I know enough about it from like its references in pop culture. Oh, okay. It was an important. But I also I, I, watched other things that were big like that. So Yeah. Um, well, if you're familiar with James Gandolfini, I would just encourage you to watch the trailer for Many Saints of Newark because his son is going to be an earlier version of Tony Soprano, and it's just uncanny. It's just, it's it's wild. It, I mean, it's just, it's him. <laughs> I don't know if he's got the acting chops because this will be the first thing I've seen him in, but it's, it is crazy. Uh, obviously, the resemblance, you know, you're supposed to kind of look like your parents, so not, nothing, uh, you know, unusual there. But I just, I guess, I'm just shocked, just really how much he looks like him. It is just wild. Um, other movie news: uh, Super Mario movie gets a super cast. Uh, don't worry, it's animated, and I say don't worry, it's animated because there's going to be a contention of people who just like remember the John Leguizamo version and how bad it was. And then there's going to be contention of people who are like, I love that movie. Don't ruin my childhood. This goes back to the debate of if we release a new version of this movie, I promise your VHS will not disintegrate in your hands as you try to watch the old Super Mario uh, brothers with whatever they were doing there with King Koopa and, and all that. Uh, what a, well, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know how any video game movies were ever made after that. Uh, as how bad that was. But uh, this will be an animated version. It's got a crazy cast. Chris Pratt as Mario. Charlie Day as Luigi. Anna Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. And Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Um, way overdue. Why did you guys not do an animated Mario movie like forever and have like 19 of them by now? That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> uh because their last movie flopped <laughs> well their last movie was like an 88 with yeah like i said i don't know what was going on with that one uh they didn't have the special effects they didn't have a good script i wonder they said it's going to be animated but i wonder if they would possibly venture to do like a a, a mashup like almost up. like sonic or something just because the popularity of that Sonic movie kind of took me by surprise. You know, where they came into the world out of the video game screen or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I I don't... Dennis Hopper was King Koopa, guys. That's how bad it got. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I loved the Super Mario Super Show back in the day. With Captain Lou Albano's Mario and tossing the cartoons, that was uh, awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so I like people love Mario. Mario is fun, and it's a Nintendo icon, and I think people will be ready for this. So, you know, won't be till uh, probably late next year, if if even that early. But I'm sure we'll get like screenshots and stuff, and be able to see what the animation is like or what the style is going to be like. Um, now, uh, on the TV front. We had a few uh, trailers. Uh, some some were a week or two old. We haven't been able to talk about, but I'll just kind of go through these uh, a little briefly, and you can just give me a yay or nay. And you may not have seen the trailer, or may not want to see the trailer, but has anyone seen the Sandman trailer yet? No, I missed it. No. Well, you don't. Well, see, you don't, you don't really like trailers, but would you watch the Sandman trailer? Because, like, sometimes you say you don't want to see the trailer to be surprised or whatever, so. Mostly for me, I don't like watching the one that's closest to the movie release because it just goes. Oh, away. okay. The, 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 the teaser trailer I always watch because it gives me an idea of what's going on. But I heard it was really great. Yeah, I mean, it just looks, like, dark and broody. Brainy, did you see it? Yeah, I did. Um, and 
I mean, you know, one of the things I do try to look for when they do trailers is uh, how how similar it is to the original story, and uh, I think they're they're doing it justice so far. Uh, in the in the two minutes we saw, they're doing justice to the story. So, I mean, one thing's for sure on this project is that Neil Gaiman is heavily involved, and he's also involved with like the fans. And you you can look at one of his most recent Twitter feeds, and he was responding to a lot of people's questions and concerns about the show. And one guy was just like, "Hey, I just read the complete trade paperback." you know, collection and it was awesome, but I'll be honest, it was like a little heady and a bunch of the stuff just went over my head. Is this show going to translate to like the average viewer? And Neil Gaiman was like, I have no idea. <laughs> like we'll find out <laughs> when it airs, like I guess. And, um, you know, and he, he, but he clearly, you know, he had a vision when he wrote the book and he also was careful to say, or not careful, but he wanted people to know like, Look, when I wrote Sandman, it, that that you can think it's perfect and that's sweet or whatever, but it wasn't perfect. And I learned as I went along and wrote, went into that medium of comics. And so let the let the showrunners do the same thing. Like let them get in there and figure out the world, and then we'll see where it goes. But uh, it's it, Sandman is is I mean, heady is a, a right word, wordy, heady. I mean, just like cerebral. You could pull out any words from a thesaurus that meant the same thing and that's what this is so uh the, the if, if anyone asked me hey have you heard about sandman uh i would just say it's not gonna be like the boys like you know what i mean like it's not it's not gonna be like the boy like it's just yep. it's it's a different aspect of comics like some people could see that and go whoa wait this was in comics but if you ever if you ever read like the first Thor comics or Doctor Strange comics and just like the word word I mean I, I hate to keep saying wordy but it's like it's wordy there's a you know there's a lot going on it's very cerebral and it's uh yeah it's just it's complicated I know that's not going to be a great sell to someone who's never seen a red sandman but it's just like hey if you want to delve into something here you go <laughs> well see you in a year it's like visual poetry and it's it's hard to explain to people, you know, general audience that comic books aren't the old classic Archie comic books that we're used to. Uh, comic books are true literature, you know. The only difference between Shakespeare and Neil Gaiman is he's writing for two different styles. He's basically telling a story but with his words, as well as uh, visually. He's telling the artist, hey, this is how I want you to draw it and, you know, um, show people how it is. So it's not just our imagination it's also we're also seeing what the artist and the writer want us to see from the from their perspective um so you know so it's not it's not just hey archie what's going on let's go get a hamburger it's really true storytelling in in a different medium and and i do have to say with speaking using archie as an example someone who read archie in the 50s would not recognize that riverdale show Oh, absolutely. As, I mean, they they would not like anyone named Jughead. Oh, you immediately think of Archie. But like, as far as like the teen drama, they put a spin on it. Now, they did do some darker version of those books recently. Uh, Archie versus the Afterlife and all that stuff, um, which the show kind of teases every once in a while. But uh, the the thing with Sandman is this is like world building, and world building takes time. It's kind of like you mentioned about. Game of Thrones, that first season was so great because you're going around and like getting attached to characters that you didn't know existed and you're being told their story and where they're from and what you know, what the banners mean and the different families and the years of struggle. So the Sandman is not going to be like, ah, did you see on the boys when the whale exploded? Like, it's not going to be like that. So <laughs> it'll just be interesting to see. It'll just be interesting to see how people take this i can you know because if people are like bored by the trailer don't just don't go watch the boys i guess that's fine but yeah. but like you know we know as comic fans and you guys know as retailers that there's oh a thousand different stories told a thousand different ways right like and so it's just it's an some of it is an acquired taste sometimes 
you'll see art and you're like, oh, I don't know if that's for me, but the story just like draws you in. Or, hey, this book's really pretty, so I'm gonna read it. And then uh, the the you know the literature part wasn't that great. And and it's just so it's just different. But I will say, Sandman's gonna be a trip if people dive into it. <laughs> that that's for sure. Same um, thing. Why the Last Man? Yeah, that's. Uh, oh yeah. It, it's in the same genre as well. It's a similar genre, actually. Uh, well, for so people who liked in uh, American Gods. Yes. Um. I I liked season one of American Gods, but then it just kind I kind of fell off of it to be honest. Like there, I know there was like casting issues and scheduling conflicts, and like it was you know taking long between seasons, but. Um, I, I thought it was a great visual representation of of the novel. So it, it was um, yeah. But it, it's the same sort of like tones and and things going on in that. Um, now and and I put on the outline or the rundown for the show that no one will ever be happy. And what I meant is there's going to be people complaining about Sandman either way. <laughs> Uh, but it looks dark and scary, so it looks like Sandman. Uh, the next show up that just had uh, a trailer, and I guess I sneak peek or teaser, whatever you want to call it, uh, Stranger Things Season 4. So I haven't thought about Stranger Things in like a year and a half, um, just because it's it's been about that long. Uh, and it looks like a, a tonal shift uh, starts out with like flashbacks, and so maybe we're going to get all uh, kind of the, the history of the Upside Down, the Demogorgon, gorgons which would be really cool and then it shows the uh so it shows like this family in the 50s in this house and then it shows the same house like in present day and the the stranger things gang is there investigating so looks fun looks cool looks interesting can't wait but it's just like it's one of those things that's been off the radar for so long with so much other stuff coming down the pipe what is your uh current interest and Stranger Things. Miss Jen, we'll start with you. Uh, given that I never watched any of them except for the first three episodes, and then they were too dark for my husband to watch before bed, I'm not what? back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brainy, what about you? Um, well, I guess the show wasn't too dark for me. I was watching it before bed. <laughs> um, well, maybe that's probably why I do have nightmares. Um, I, you know, one of the challenges I... I was wondering how they were going to tackle is the aging of the kids. Uh, you know, they, they started off as uh, 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds. And, yeah. and now they're teenagers and they're grow- I mean, they're, there's nothing you could do to stop that. They were going to grow. And I wanted to see how they were going to work that in. And what they showed in the trailer, it, it, I think they worked it out well. It, it seems like they went to the past to show you, hey, this is what happened in the past. Now we're in present day where the kids are older and they're exploring by themselves. Uh, so there, there's still that time gap between season two and three. But, I, I you know, I guess we're just going to have to live with the fact that there's um, they're all grown up and we're watching the future of uh, Stranger Things. And I, I don't know if they showed the entire cast. No, they didn't. No. And, and they don't really highlight. I mean, they kind of highlight like you see like Dustin like turn towards the camera or whatever but i don't really know like everyone else is sort of in the shadows maybe they just shot a lot of it in the shadows so you can't see how much they grew or changed (laughs) i don't know but but also they i know they doubled up filming because they were like they they knew about you know they were concerned with the aging process of the kids from the beginning and it wasn't it was always going to be a finite thing so, you know, whether it was like all throughout high school or whatever, but it's just sort of like they knew with Harry Potter where they just had to film fast. <laughs> you got you to gotta film fast and the adults are going to look all the same probably. And then, um, you know, the kids are just going to look different. But it just on story, they could fast forward it months or a year or senior year, whatever you want to do. I yeah. think people are going to buy it. I don't think anyone's going to scoff. Um too badly at that i don't think you're gonna have to do like de-aging technology like you did with the robert de niro al pacino movie (laughs) where it's like wait a minute i think i think dustin looks 18 but he's supposed to be 17 like okay (laughs) i mean anyone anyone who watched the brady bunch and the whole like peter brady's voice cracks and they had to do the music video that like that day we'll get over it we'll be fine 
like we'll, we'll we'll you know it's it's Stranger Things. It's a fun universe. They've expanded it in the comics. It'll be interesting to see if they do that on the show. But you have things to play with there. Like you like we know going in the past, new characters. Okay, we don't know what happened to Hopper. So you're gonna so you may not spend a whole lot of time with these kids. Like it might be thirty three percent of the season. Like they're still gonna be prominently featured in it. But we might just see different aspects of of them and their surroundings. So and I think that's cool. And it, I think it will probably set up a spinoff. Like I could definitely see just a spinoff anthology series of all the things going on uh, in Hawkins and the upside down and um, scientists backstories and everything. So well, they, could, they can probably yeah. write an entire season for, for that 50s scene they're doing at the beginning of the trailers. So <laughs> they could. Know, there's a lot of possibilities. It's a good universe. It's a good universe to be in uh, for them at least. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll, we'll do uh, one more sort of like talk about, trailer for another show that's upcoming then i'll let you guys get the comics but i just we've missed this the last week or two but the hawkeye trailer came out right and it's for disney plus it's gonna premiere um right around christmas and it's and the show is actually set during christmas i think that's a really smart move um uh, because it's just something around christmas with a christmas theme i think people are gonna be drawn to it it makes it seem like it was planned and obviously it was planned. Like you have to plan the shooting and the editing and the post-production and all that. And, uh, so I think, I think it's a really good move. Have either one of you seen the Hawkeye trailer? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Neither one. Um, so. No, Miss oh, Jen has. Oh, you have. what do you think, Miss Jen? I loved it so much. It's, I don't know why in my brain, I knew better, but my brain for some reason was telling me that, they were going to, like, change the origin of the Kate Bishop Hawkeye character just because he was training. He was, like, showing his daughter how to shoot in Endgame. So I thought that was what where they were like, oh, we'll just switch that out and that'll be adorable. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to see their, them saying, okay, someone, the problem with taking on a character like Ronan is that anyone can really be Ronan, right? If you never said it was you. But if someone shows up and starts playing that part, and uh, you don't want them to, it's kind of interesting. I like it. Um, not nearly enough pizza dog for me. I mean, I was almost offended at the lack of pizza dog. Like, what three seconds? Albeit on a couch, you know, wearing reindeer antlers, awesome. But where's pizza dog? Give me. There better be pizza dog. Now they release posters. Where the three of them are walking and Pizza Dog is on the poster. Mm -hmm. uh, Lucky the Pizza Dog. Um, look, I think it would be expecting way too much of me to have the silent issue done as a full episode of Hawkeye at this point. But I need to see that at some point. I just need to see. I need to see from the dog's perspective. I, I need to see. I, e either like a 15-minute scene or whatever, but... I, I, they better not skimp on the the backstory of of Pizza Dog, um, and I just think uh, I foolishly thought, oh, they're gonna find a way to write off Jeremy Renner as fast as possible. He's barely gonna be in it. Like I I thought he was gonna have like a three second cameo. Well, unless this trailer is cut from like just the first episode, he's gonna be all over this thing. So no, I it I'm really excited. I was excited about. I like Haley Stanfield. She was awesome in Bumblebee, and I just can't wait for this. And uh, this and She-Hulk uh, are just like the two Marvel projects I'm most excited about. Now, once we finally start seeing stuff from Miss Marvel, that'll probably jump right up there with it. And Moon Knight. I mean, I'm just excited that all this stuff has happened. <laughs> so. But but yeah, I'm looking forward to Hawkeye during Christmas time. I think it's uh it's awesome. I I can't wait. So, um, but Brainy, I would check that out. It looks good. Yeah, I probably will later today or tonight or tomorrow, whatever. Yeah, I'll, and then I'll that definitely. And then that'll be really. It it'll probably be like, I, I'm thinking it'll be the same format as uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it'll be like six, you know. 50-ish minutes episodes, um, probably something like that. But definitely uh, action-packed and maybe gritty, but it's kind of a kind of a light-hearted 
trailer for people being shot at all the time, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, comics this week, uh, I'll just sort of rattle off some stuff that's coming out, and then you guys can uh, add some stuff, and then, Brain, if you want to talk about that summit, that's uh, fine, too. Uh, we got, you know, the standard uh, Detective Comics, Amazing Spider-Man with their new issues. Got Action Comics, Justice League coming out, Thor 17, Wolverine 16. We have Berserker number 5 coming out, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 30, Robin number 6, Something is Killing the Children number 20, Uh, Inferno number 1 from Marvel. That's a number 1 for this upcoming week. We have from DC, Deathstroke Inc. number 1, and Extreme Carnage Omega number 1. And uh, Human Human Remains, number one, from Vault Comics from Titan. We have Gun Honey, number one. And from Aftershock, we have Ten Years to Death, number one. And Miss Jen, I saw that you had an interview with uh, one of the creators of Ten Years to Death. Do you want to talk about that? Um, I did not get to interview him because he had a family kind of thing come up. Uh, So... I'm really sad because, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but Aaron Douglas, who is the creator of the book, uh, who played Tyrrell and um, or everyone knows him as Chief on Battlestar Galactica, um, he came to the store um, pretty soon after Harvey and kind of like gave kind of like li- lifted the spirits of some of our local uh, folks that had lost, you know, their house. So we all went out to dinner together and he just like, he, he, like they still talk about it to this day that it was just something that like, you know, they were having a crap time of it. And uh, it was the second time they'd actually been flooded out of their house. Oh uh, yeah. In two years. So that he came was super sweet. It was so nice. I'm oh no, I, I definitely remember that he was taking pictures and signing photos and all kinds of stuff. He was a really nice guy. And, and I've seen him at conventions. He just, he's just a really nice dude. And he's been, in every nerd show you can think of, <laughs> at least in a cameo role and uh, just a, a really good actor. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely pick that book up because he, he's a good dude. And uh, seeing him being able to put down a story in comic form is pretty cool. And it's um, just just a no, it's it, it's a story that was he overheard when he was young. And it's a it's a true like ghost story kind of tale where it's about uh retribution to someone who uh i think i think it was a murder hmm. that, that the, there's a there's a ghost that comes back to <laughs> to have their way with a person in prison so pretty dark sounds fun just kidding no it'll be a good read i think it'll be uh like i said i'm a big fan of that guy so i'll uh definitely support that book um, but yeah, I'll turn it over to y'all, um, Miss Jen. If uh, anything that I didn't rattle off there, or, or that you wanted to uh, uh, go into more detail on, go for it for comic releases this week. No, I think that you you covered them pretty well. I think it's more interesting to talk about if there's any like heads up information that uh, Brainy heard at the summit. Um, nothing, nothing too revealing. Nothing we haven't heard before. Um, you know, the biggest conversation and and nothing against Diamond or anything, but I think a lot of publishers and retailers were taken by surprise by, with the timing. A lot of us didn't get information early enough about the summit being this weekend. So I, I think some of the publishers weren't prepared, at least in my opinion. Um, a lot of what I liked about it is there was a lot of discussion. There was a lot of open discussion between publishers and retailers which we, which we have when we go to comics for a lot as well you know when we're sitting down in the lobby and chatting um so that was kind of a it was a good thing when we had uh, we had that in the virtual uh, roundtables we had um beyond that there, there's nothing spectacular that caught my eye nothing that i wanted to oh, I, t- I take that back uh, uh what was it boy boss factory uh, they make some cool toys. If you haven't checked those out yet, Miss Jen, you should. Um, I'll send you the information for them um, if you want to. 
uh, you know, they had some toys. That I was like, oh, my God, I, I got to get those. I got to get those into the store. Um, and mo most likely I'll end up buying them myself. But that's a, you know, they will sell. <laughs> Uh, basically, they're making little PDQs of um, classic Sunday morning cartoons. Uh, you know, not the cartoons, rather the comics. So I know, like Family Circle is going to be one of them. And yeah, I was just, I was just like, oh my god, I love those. Cute. So, <laughs> um, you know, we had the the same publishers, Boom, basically telling us about uh, their Boom guarantee stuff. So that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, we had a few new titles being told, but I think we've already talked to publishers about those already. Um, there's nothing spectacular for us. The biggest thing was um, the the different the changes that are happening in the industry. I, I don't want to get too deep into that. You know, we, we all we've all talked about it many times. So, um, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything spectacular, personally, at least. Did they seem to be more focused on uh, kind of like gauging how everyone was doing? Yeah, and that that was uh, the one of the top questions of the meeting is, you know, how's everybody doing? How's business for them? Uh, you know, what's changed? What's gone good? What's gone bad? And of course, you know, the the resolution of uh, returnability versus uh, variance um, and how that's changing back to what it used to be. So. Um, you know, those are the main topics that we all talked about, at least, at least in our group. Oh, one of the coolest things was um, in our roundtable, uh, we had a store from uh, Moscow. And that was awesome. I was like, wow, that's cool. Oh, cool. He was up at 1.30 in the morning for the summit. I'm like, man, that's dedication. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I was totally, I was like, oh, my God, this is cool. He's from Moscow. He's really from Moscow, Russia. Um so oh yeah, we got to give him an award just to just for staying up at one thirty in the morning to do a roundtable. That is awesome. Uh, but it was it was sort of nice, you know, like you mentioned, it, it's it, it was sort of nice to see all those friendly faces, um, mm. and you know, just to just to see people light up when they see you as well. So it's kind of it's it's cool that even though it's not in person, we were able to still interact with a lot of people we used to talk to when we go to these conventions. Which you're going to get to do in two weeks anyway, or next week rather, right? Yeah, that's kind of a little bit of my decision making about not doing it because I was like, I'm going to see everybody again. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's anything that, and I'm sure there was something. I, I was uh, like I mentioned earlier. I was also uh, in other Zoom meetings at the same time, so it was kind of. Um, I mean, I've caught everything. Multitasking. <laughs> yeah, and working at the same time as well. <laughs> so what did, what did everyone seem to think about the, the days that they chose? The Sunday, Monday? Um, I, I didn't hear very much about that. I did not uh, sit around for a lot of the chats, only because I had other things, again, I had other meetings to be in as well. So, um. But I know for me personally, I think it was a bad choice, especially since a lot of retailers do FOC on Sunday and Monday. And um, again, the short notice also hindered a lot. We didn't hear about the the meeting, or at least we weren't reminded or we weren't given any instructions on how to join the meeting until Friday afternoon. Uh, again, you know, that's a day and a half prior to when the meeting is really going to happen. Um, you know, people have already made plans for the weekend at times. So, again, I don't want to reveal too much of what we've talked about in the you know the private retailer chats. I don't want to get in trouble with some of these guys. So, yeah. uh, but there were again, you know, just like everything else, there were some people that were unhappy with uh, the the way it was handled. Uh, we did again. We, there were some glitches with technology, uh, which was expected, uh, but. Uh, it, could it have gone better? Yes. Uh, did they do a decent job? I'd say yes. They did the best they could with what they had. So, um, hopefully, if they do this again next year, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll get it down pat. I remember when Comics Pro had that same issue the first time they did virtual as well. So similar issues, not as bad. I wonder if Reed's going to do another gathering because Repop's gatherings were were pretty well 
done. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's something to ask him next week. You're going to see them up there, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll go ask and see. Like, we missed it. Maybe they don't know we missed it. <laughs> um, isn't San Diego virtual this year? Uh, they're going to do a live uh, one in uh, Thanksgiving. The tickets yeah. actually sold this Saturday. This way a smaller thing. It's much, much different. I decided we decided not to go. Yeah, I think that timing might not be a good timing. Uh, one for retailers, we've got local comic shop day that weekend or that week rather. Uh, plus, it, it it really is the one time you're spending with your family. Um, and I'm not sure if uh, a lot of us want to actually go out to San Diego just to. Well, I mean, if you go out, then you're missing Black Friday. So. That, that, exactly that as well. Um, yeah, that is, uh, in fact, I, I've kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just me or whatnot. Um, I don't know if Black Friday holds the same value as it did 10, 15 years ago. Uh, well, I think people, now that it starts whenever. Exactly. That, you know, I think companies have started doing it two, three weeks, even at the start of November. It's like, hey, get your Black Friday deals now don't even wait so it's uh it's not the same as it used to be I, but it's still a big day for a lot of people you know it's still people still like to go out and i don't know if it's going to be the same this year because last year was uh, quite different as well mm-hmm. yeah sure will be modified again any other uh, comic stuff you want to throw out think so there's there's a lot this week so everyone's gonna have to like watch their budgets because there there really are some important books that are all out there's lots of number ones and lots of follow-ups to books that are important yeah i'm curious about darkhold uh that's i want to see where that's going darkhold number one comes out today uh darkhold alpha number one comes out this week Oh, and then a couple of number ones that caught my eye. Uh, Firefly River Run, number one, if you're a big fan of Firefly, or the aforementioned Stranger Things, Tomb of Ubuen, number one. And then one that really jumped out, because I don't think they've ever done anything like this, is Transformers 2021 Halloween Special, number one. Uh, a horror uh, story featuring Starscream. So I might have to jump on that one. Yeah, I'm not sure if you mentioned Human Remains. That looks very interesting as well. Um, that might be a sleeper hit for people as well. We'll see how that comes out. Uh, Inferno from Marvel as well. I'm not... <sighs> I don't understand why they started two big storylines at the same exact day of time. They did right? the same thing when they had um, War of the Realms and there was another one. It was just like they announced they were running them at the exact same time. Like, you're making people choose. They can't do yeah. both of these. And unless if they cross over, but even if they cross over, it's going to be a difficult uh, um, sell, at least in my opinion. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And I'm excited for, there's a new original graphic novel that I've been looking forward to reading. I think it's part of Vault's new kids line, uh, Needle and Thread. Is that out this week? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'd have pulled it for myself. It just looks adorable. And since I do cosplay, it just anything with sewing in it makes me happy. <laughs> Let's see oh, and then there's a Turbo Kid, Apple's Lost Adventure number one. That mm-hmm. is wild that they're making comics based off that crazy indie movie. Yep. Yeah. But Turbo Kid is fun. Is that have they done that before? Because I need to go back and get those if they have. And anybody who's, who's missed out on TMNT, the last Ronin, uh, fourth printing of that comes out this week as well. So, oh, okay, yeah, uh, I think second uh, for number two as well, third printing of number two as well. Um, there's, yeah, been some, there's been some pretty huge buzz around uh, Unborn also. Oh, uh, from Source Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, from what I hear, um, a few online retailers are already sold out of uh, number one, 
I'll cover A of number one at least. I actually ordered it both from Diamond and directly from SourcePoint because I just had a gut feeling. Um, yeah, I think we ordered it from SourcePoint only. Uh, that might have been a mistake on my part. So lots and lots of stuff coming out. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff to choose from. Like Miss Jen said, you'll have to to budget because there's lots of number ones, lots of key follow ups, and lots of events starting and going on. Uh, well, thanks guys for sitting with me through this hour of Nerd News Now. Thank you to Brainy and Miss Jen, and thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online. Sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT, Over the Air, HD21, Over the Air, on your television. All these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. And you can listen to the podcast version of our show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. See you next time on Nerd News Now.